host hillary and i'm your other host <laughs> lara i don't know that i'm a host yeah i guess i'm a host yeah you're a host okay hello i'm lara no it's just a podcast i'm the host and we only have one <laughs> and that's you that's me that's me oh hello yes um i wanted to talk about something yes it's something from the past that we've not spoken of because um it's been th- more than three years yeah and 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 actually we did record during quarantine that one time and we we i don't think we talked about we weren't this allowed to. we weren't allowed to because of non-disclosure things yes and secret military installations it's not it's not about that at all um so in last, so February of 2020, actually it's probably more like January of 2020 before the quarantine happened, Hillary and I were contacted by the CW <laughs> um, to, to uh, be experts on a cryptid that we covered on the podcast. Yeah. Champy. Champy. The lake cryptid of Lake Champlain. Um, and they interviewed both of us. And this was pre-quarantine. So it was like a, f- a video interview. My God, we are in the future. Yes. And um, we went to your friend's apartment. We went to Belinda's apartment because we wanted to be have privacy, privacy. And internet and all those things. And I remember I was freaking out. Yeah. I was very, very nervous and uh, it didn't make any sense. And so they interviewed both of us and they like a kind of a formal interview Mm -hmm. process and um, asked us a lot of the same questions. And of course, uh, um, the thing that I remember the most of this was, number one, I was very nervous. But, like, the the thing that works about this podcast is that Hillary is the scholar, right? She does all the research. She does that really well. And then she tells me a story, and I respond to it. Because I am every man, right? And We, we tried other formats. It didn't work. It didn't, well. it didn't work. Like, I can't respond in situ i am i'm too much of a thinker i'm just like silent and i'm like uh-huh. yeah and we all know that like i have no filter yeah, uh so it's, it's just perfect. gonna come out and it works great but it was clear that like the people that were interviewing us maybe didn't understand that that was our format and that like i'm not the knowledge base um so it was very nice of them to include me um in the process of this uh, interview and I also, the other thing that I remember was they asked me how old I was. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like, what I had said that was dating me or it was the long lines on my face. I'm not really sure. But they didn't ask Hillary how old she was. And that's offensive to me. And I just remember being like, oh, 
This is what is spoken of in Hollywood. This is how it, how the game is played. Yes. So anyway, um, obviously Hillary nailed it. It was amazing. It's like it's the smartest person ever, and why I hook of my wagon onto her star. <laughs> my face is beat red right now. Um, it is, and I don't know why, but because <laughs> I'm just here. No one else is listening to this. <laughs> but so they loved her face, and they loved her her mind, and they flew her out to L.A., and, and I went with her as her emotional support panda. Also, I should mention, we oh. at, at no point actually thought this was really happening. So yes. I, there was, I was probably like, 40% convinced this was some kind of strategy to kidnap me. Yes, sex so trafficking. I was, I was not going alone. Right, sex tra- trafficking. I thought it was maybe a satanic cult of some kind. <laughs> I mean, we had watched the program um, to make sure that it was an actual show, but like we didn't know if they were willing to spend all this money and time to get Hillary out there to traffic her. So obviously I'm too old and not worthy of trafficking. So I went to... To make sure that she was being trafficked and it was so much fun yes we had a great time and everyone that we we met out there was wonderful and delightful and helpful and oh it was such a great experience yeah, it was so fun if you are ever asked to be an expert on a television program in california do it because it's so much fun yeah, we got. I remember we got off the plane, and the first thing we grabbed was green juice. Right, we were like, "We're in California. Let's just get healthy right now." I think on the way out, though, we did get like fried sandwich things, yeah. like in the morning. But I will say, we had to. We flew out oh. like the morning of, and like recorded, and then went to bed and left. Like we were in California less than twenty four hours. It was it was a tight schedule. Yeah. And and it was I think because our work we we didn't want to like linger in California. We needed to get back and and the pandemic happened very soon after yeah. that. Because this was in February of twenty twenty. But it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And um if you're interested in hearing and seeing Hillary kill it <laughs> talking about Lake sachets is that what it is? Yeah, uh, I the sachet. I don't even understand you at all because, like, who are you? Did you talk? Because I feel like you. Anyway, it is the show is on the CW. It is Mysteries Decoded, season two, episode six, number six. And of course, like we filmed, and then they had the quarantine, and so things were like threw everything threw everything off. For a long time, and so we were like, "Well, that was fun, even though it'll probably never be be shown to." Yeah, I was convinced it was never going to air. But then we would see um, the amazing and lovely people that we met on California going and like filming at Lake Champlain, and I was like, "Well, it looks like they're uh, doing things." Yes, and so it was just a matter of time. Yeah. And Hillary is awesome in it. Like, I, because I was there watching what was happening, like, being quiet and trying not to be like, oh, my God. Because every time she would respond to a question or, like, you know, whatever, it, I was like, uh, this is crazy. Your, your amazing skills of, like, 
reading information and then processing it and then like pooping out a nugget is <laughs> unbelievable. I'm laughing right now because I'm just imagining my therapist because like I feel myself pushing myself back. I don't like compliments. Sorry. So <laughs> like feeling myself pushing myself. I, I mean, it's same, but like this isn't, look, you don't have to listen, but like I'm telling the other people that are here. I'm not Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. We don't listen to this. Um, I'm telling the other people here that like it was just it was so amazing, and like that's something that like I can't do. I can I fix my toilet today by myself. Well, my brother Joe, our what is it, our tech person, um, he like he did. He was like, you have to buy this thing right on Amazon.com, the devil you know, and um, it arrived within hours it was amazing and i installed it and so i'm good at that i can fix a toilet but like what you did and what you and that is what you do on this podcast right you do a bunch of research you eat all of the information and then you poop out our podcast yeah and some gummies that's your go-go juice um and then that's and then we have a podcast that's what you do well i couldn't do it without your support because i was freaking the flip out yeah and i just like stared past the cameras that were giving me an anxiety attack and I just saw Laura's eyes full of like so much support and she was like you can do it and I was like I can do it I'm like an emotional support mongoose it was amazing I'm here to like it was just it was so fun and like yeah I think we have some lost footage of, oh yeah um, oh yeah we can post we can post some stuff we'll post it on social media yeah from of our trip back at the hotel and yeah yeah so my god but yeah it was forever ago but it it's season late of day and we hope you enjoy it yeah maybe we can i guess we could probably link it somehow mm-hmm. we'll figure it out we'll figure it out yeah social media so anyway that's our big thing season two episode six mysteries decoded i think it's on the internet somewhere yeah it's on the cw seed so i think it's free you can just search it click it yeah and if we can figure out how to link it or whatever we will but no it was a lot of fun and probably never happen again but like what an experience it was so So much fun fun. uh but uh, we should have a show but this is not oh this is february right today is a different time it's a different day uh, and with a different day, a different cryptid. <gasps> Are we? It's like we're a crypto podcast. It's like we're cryptid <laughs> lovers united. So, Laura, have you ever heard of the um, cryptid, the Snallygaster? <gasps> I have heard of a Snallygaster. I've heard of a Snallygaster, but that's it. Just... Th- the word is it from Lewis Carroll? No. Okay. <laughs> but I have a whole paragraph for you. Okay. So love saying <clears throat> Snallygaster as well. Yes. So so um, this this guy um, he he hits close to home. I'm oh. just gonna warn you. You're oh. Gonna, you're gonna hear some familiar uh, lo- locales. Oh oh. So. Uh, much like our goat, goat friend. Oh, yes, our goat friend, the goat man. Yeah. Beltsville, Maryland. Yes. So, um, 
the 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 myth of the Sally Gaster. We're gonna go back in time <laughs> to the 1930s when oh. German immigrants began settling in the Blue Ridge Mountain area. Oh, <laughs> and early accounts of this community um, claimed that they were being terrorized by a Snellergist, meaning quick spirit in German. The earliest in Incarnations um, said that it was a half, it had half bird features like of a siren with mm. the nightmarish features of demons and ghouls. So, like, uh, yikes. Just like a lot. Going well, on. and that's like a lot of opinions, please. Yikes. Thank you so much. And the, um, the word snallygaster is actually a mispronunciation of the German, German word, which I'm going to also butcher. So this isn't very helpful. I'm super excited about this. <laughs> snallygaster, which is itself a corruption of the German term schnellygest or quick spirit. So it's just like a bunch of like, they just kept fucking up. Right. And now right. we have a snallygaster. Um, Quick spirit. <laughs> so the um, German immigrants who settled in this area during that time were said to have, you know, this great immense fear of this creature. Um, they would paint red hexes on their barns to ward off evil spirits. What's a red hex? It's some kind of... Um, like a mark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in red, like paint. Um, Where'd they get the paint from? Uh, sheep blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Happy Passover, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so they used to do this in Germany, and then they they followed the same tradition when they arrived in Why Ma- they? Pennsylvania and Maryland. Yeah, area. please. Thank you so much. There were a lot of trees here. A lot of trees and foliage. Yeah, so much so, foliage. Yeah. Um, Things lurking a boot. Yes. Um, but... They also believe that perhaps this legend was kind of resurrected um, in the 19th century to hmm. start or to frighten freed slaves. So, like, you know, people were, you know, Ugh. going into the woods and they were like, this, like, demon is there. So, uh, listeners, I have also rolled my eyes again. <laughs> and I wish there was a way that I could convey when that happens, but. Um, if you're rolling your eyes, that's probably when I'm rolling my yes. eyes. Oh, mm-hmm. brother. Um, yeah. So. Let's, uh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, this country had <laughs> slaves. I feel like I say a lot of things that I'm just like, yeah. Yep. yep. And it, that was in the past. Said, and um, it was terrible. And everyone is the worst. Everyone is the worst. Um, so the description of this uh, creature. So it's a flying beast and it's. As with many of our cryptids, there's many ways yeah. it's been described. It's been described as being bird-like, um, a dragon, a oh. demon, some kind of like harpy. I love harpies. Um, that's I've been fun known times. to be called a harpy. <laughs> yeah, that's fun times. Um, or some kind of combination, you know. Yeah. Um, it's only sighted at night. And oh, nocturnal. is known to be incredibly fast. Oh, um, oh, quick spirit. Yes, quick. Um, but, you know, uh, reports have disagreed on, on specifics. Yeah. Um, but many agree that, you know, it had wings. Like yeah. Wings were consistent. Um, razor sharp beak with teeth. Oh, okay. I'm thinking like pterodactyl. 
Oh lord. Um, tentacles on its face. What? That's that's, that's common. <laughs> that's a common. That's a common agreed upon. So like Cthulhu yeah. kind mm-hmm. of tentacles. Okay. Scales. Um, a scream like a steam train whistle. Okay. And an extremely bad attitude. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, a, like a shrew, like a harpy yeah. screaming and bad attitude. Right. Yeah. Okay, fun times. Um, it's also, um, so other descriptions of it, it are that it's a half reptile, um, that its beak might be like metallic. Oh, that's fun. Um, and then, yes, the op- octopus-like tentacles. That one is real fun. Yeah. Um, it swoops. Um, it's known to swoop silently, silently from the sky to like kind of pick up and carry its victims. Hawk-like. Um, a completely unrelated side note. I was walking. Oh no. With my baby. Yeah. Um, the other day, and this hawk came. And literally, like, we watched it fly, grab a snake, (gasps) and then, like, lift off and fly away with the snake. It was crazy. And I was just, like, staring, like, open mouth because I hate snakes. But I was just like, wow, the power of nature. Well, and by the way, that is why, if you're walking, this is why I don't go outside. Yes. Right? Is that you, that fly that hawk is flying over you with a snake in its mouth, and it like sees something and is like whoa, and it drops the snake, and a snake is flying through the air and happens to land on you, right? Like that's a possibility. Yeah. Snake NATO. Yeah. What? Yeah. Not okay. <laughs> So, earliest stories claim that this monster sucked the blood of its victims. Oh. Um, it was said that seven-pointed stars could keep it at bay. All and right. would be painted on a Oh, a bar. seven-pointed seven star. Seven-pointed star. One, two, three, four, five. I don't... You give it the star a wee-wee and a, another arm? <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to dr- figure out what that looks like because that's seven... Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um... And new, newspaper accounts um, from February and March to March of 1909 describe encounters between local residents and a beast with, quote, enormous wings, a long-pointed bill, claws like steel hooks, and eyes in the center of its forehead. Oh. And screeching like a locomotive whistle. So. Okay. So, um, Building off that, the uh, Snallygaster first appeared in um, past, um, first recorded kind of sightings, not like, um, uh, you know, folklore that, yes. you know, was brought. Yes. From, you know, Reported yeah, to yeah, the yeah. authorities. Yes. First appeared in Middletown Valley in early February of 1909. Mm. James Harding was the first person to see it. And said that the beast had enormous wings, a long, sharp beak, claws like steel, one eye in the middle of its forehead. Oh, Cyclops. And made a shrill, screeching sound that sounded like a cross between a tiger and a vampire, which I think is interesting because I don't know what a vampire's screech sounds like. 
I didn't know vampires screeched. I thought they were just like, yeah. Hey, what are you doing after this? <laughs> come, come to my castle. Yes. <laughs> um, right, like creepy people, creepy people. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, the story was carried prominently in Middletown Valley's Registrar, a weekly newspaper, for about a month, and then the story mysteriously died. Like it just like poof went away. Hmm. So in the early issues, the, this flying beast seemed to be being reported kind of like everywhere up the kind of East Coast. So New Jersey, West Virginia, Ohio, hmm. and like headed toward Maryland. So okay. um, it was uh, reported that it had um, footprints were found in the snow in New Jersey, which oh. was a big deal. Huh. Um, and... Uh, this creature that James Harding uh, uh, reported um, is was said to have killed a man named Bill Gifferson. Oh no! By Bill? piercing his neck <gasps> and then sucking his blood like a like a like a oh like a bird vampire. Like the goat sucker yeah. did that. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Um. So it was almost. It was also seen in West Virginia, where it was reported hmm. to have almost, um, like, grabbed a woman near Scrabble, West Virginia. They and, love yeah. uh, word games <laughs> yeah, there. Word games. And then roosted in a barn belonging to a man called Alex Crow. And <gasps> then they said that it laid an egg near Sharpsburg. Oh, my God. First of all, you you said roosted, which I'm here for. And yeah. the guy's last name was Crow. Yeah. Loving all of this. There's a lot of wordplay. Yes. Um, Scrabble. So it was reported to have then laid an egg. And then they said that some men had, like, taken the egg and oh put God. it in an incubator to try to hatch it. Okay. Um, science. Science. Um. T.C. Harbaugh of Castown, Ohio, wrote a letter to the Valley Register in early 1909 um, talking about a strange beast that flew over his area making just terrible screeching noises. Oh. Um, and he described it as having two huge wings, a large horny head, and a tail 20 feet long. That would have to be a one big bird. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, one sighting is from Maryland. By, by a man who uh, fired a bur- brick burning kil- kiln near Cumberland. The strange beast was seen cooling its wings over the outlet of the kiln. What the shit? Um, and then the man kind of came out and woke it up, and he was like, <gasps> Yeah, and the no creature <gasps> emitted a blood curling scream and flew away angrily and was like, I was trying to sleep, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the last sighting of the Stally Gaster um, in 1909 um, was in Frederick County. <laughs> near Emmitsburg in early much, March. Um, three men were reported to have fought the creature outside a railroad station for nearly an hour and a half before chasing it into the woods of Carroll County. 
Oh my gosh. It was also um, said to have been shot near at, like shot at near Hagerstown. <laughs> south of Middleton at Lover's Leap and oh was seen God. flying over the mountains between Gathland and Burkittsville, where it was reported to have laid another egg. Oh. That is said to have been big enough to hatch an elephant. Um, fun fact, listeners. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I just spent a few days in Frederick, Maryland on spring break. Did you see a large egg <laughs> that could hatch an elephant? I don't think I saw a single egg, not even a large one. But, like, I wasn't looking for it. Maybe it's, like, hidden in plain sight. It could be hidden in plain sight. But we were in downtown Frederick, but, like... It's at the Egg Barn at Inn. The egg, we weren't staying at the Egg Barn Inn. Um, or, but, like, I will say that there are railroad tracks, like, that, that yeah. run through Frederick. So it must have been some kind of hub. Yes. That's fun. Yes. So um, sightings of the Snallagasser were creating such a commotion that it was, at one point, actually reported to then-President Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, Teddy. Um, and that oh. he was, um, considering postponing a trip to Europe so he could lead an expedition to capture it. Oh, he loves that kind of stuff. Yes. I probably bought a big <laughs> gun. Yes. It was also reported that the Smithsonian Institution was also interested in the beast. Um, and from the description provided by a sighting at Shepherdstown, West Virginia, they determined the strange beast was a snallygaster. The Smithsonian made that. Yes. Uh, that's interesting because they're full of science. Yes. Um, it was re- later revealed that these reports were prepar- reported by a hoax, were part of a hoax perpetrated by Middletown Valley Register editor George C. Roderick. And reporter Ralph S. Wolf in an attempt to increase readership. Oops. Well, that particular instance. Yes. Right? Like you're getting all these other things. Yes. Right? So. uh, It's just bad reporting. Yes. So um, they said that the descriptions invented borrow themes from existing German folklore, including dragon like creatures who snatch children and livestock. Yikes. Um, And also. Reports of the Snallygaster are also very um, common. Uh, There's common themes between it and the Jersey Devil, which had been spotted mere weeks earlier. Love. Oh, right, because the Jersey Devil also has wings. Yes, yes. And footprints have been seen, I believe, at the Jersey Devil as well. Enjoys the Pine Barrens. So, so it's like 1909, and hmm. all this stuff is like kicking up, and all these reports, and it's uh-huh. like, and they're like, "We're the worst." It's a hoax. Yeah, so, gross. Twenty-three years pass, and then the Snallygasser appears again in Frederick County. Whoa. So, first reports were received um, in Washington County, and they claim that they saw it fly toward them from Middletown Valley. Yep. Um, and it was reported as, you know, flying around overhead. It was said it was um, large. It had arms resembling tentacles of an octopus. What? It appeared to be able to change its size, shape, and color at will. 
Okay, that's very interesting. But it didn't try to harm anybody. So I think it's interesting that, hmm. you know, there's like this um, fake, you know, this like known hoax when they're like, it's yeah. killing everybody. And then there's yeah. like, but people are seeing it later, but saying it's not hurting anybody. Right, it's just living its so life. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's interesting how like those two things are kind of coexisting. <clears throat> yes. So um, everyone says that, you know, it's this is all resembling the Stanley Gesser and the, the reports from um, 1909. Uh-huh. Um, they say that the life expectancy of a Stanley Gesser is only about 20 years, which I don't know how they know the right. lifespan. Yeah. But um, they so they the people um, believe that this is uh an offspring from one of the eggs that eggs. might have been reported. Eggs. So um, they uh, to so um, since the Stanley Gesser appeared so rarely, um, they it was requested that um, reports were very accurate and detailed. Um, the two huh. residents, um, Charles F. Martin and Edward Leiter, were um, reported that while driving a truck on the National Pike just east of Braddock Heights, they spotted the Snally Gasser fly- flying about 25 feet overhead. Um, and this confirmed descriptions published the previous week. Huh. Um, they say the Snally Gasser met its end in 1920. Um, when the creature was flying near Frog Hollow in Washington County, when it was attracted to the aroma of a 2,500-gallon vat of moonshine. Oh, who's not attracted to that? And as the beast flew overhead, it was overcome by the fumes and dropped into the mash. Oh. Um, They say uh, to uh, revenue agents George Danforth and Charles Krishwa arrived at the scene, um, and they were like startled by the dead, supposed Snally, dead monster. Right. Yeah. Um, they are said to have exploded 500 pounds of dynamite. What? You know, destroying the sill and the remains of the Snally Castle. But for why? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and get, oh, right. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to drink the moonshine I that would. a Snally Gaster died in? Mm. Because you know it's good. That's yeah. how you know it's good if it killed a, the Snallygaster. Yeah. So wow, a great deal has been written about the Snallygaster since all of this happened in 1909 and yeah. preceding years. Um, it's appeared in many articles, uh, Frederick hmm. News Post, area newspapers, but it, there's also reports in the Baltimore Sun, National Geographic, and Time Magazine. Oh, damn. Um, and in 1976, the Washington Post sponsored an unsu- unsuccessful search for the Snallygaster, as well as other strange Maryland creatures. So, this like story when I was going through, it's just like a complication sandwich, because <laughs> you know it's like parts of it are hoaxes, mm-hmm. but then you know things are being seen later, and what's you know true, and then they're building on folk. Lore, which yeah. you're like, okay, well then, where did that folklore originate? You right. know, so yeah, um, I think it's like Bigfoot, like, right? Yeah. Like the guys, the guys were like, oh, we were dressing up in a monkey suit, right? Yeah. It, but like, explain all of the other sightings, right? Yes. Like, 
something's going on. Yes. And Across the world. <laughs> and then I think, too, when you have multiple creatures that are, like, so similar. Right. Appearing. So, like, there's, you know, like we always say, it might not be a Snallygaster, but it might also not be a Snallygaster. But, like, well, people are on. seeing something. So people are seeing something. Yep. So, um, this... This creature has a little bit of everything. A, a good, you know, a hoax, just like incomplete information, moon, vats of moonshine, vats of moonshine, dynamite blowing up, the train whistle body. sound, seven pointed stars. It has a little everything. Yeah. Yeah. Here for it. So, um, I remember when I was uh, gathering this research, you know, I, I think that this is one of those ones where I, I, leave looking at the the swath of stuff and i'm i don't have a yeah feeling either way (laughs) you've been snallygasted i've been snallygasted because it's just you know it's a it's an interesting creature and like also like the juxtaposition of you know all these kind of animal like um features that are typical you know yeah it's just he's it's he or she. I mean, the it laid egg. an egg. So. <laughs> oh, she, right. Yeah. She, or it could be some sort of asexual yeah. reproduction of some kind. Yeah. Who Egg-ling. knows? Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Hmm. Um, I, I think the, these are the, the cryptids that are particularly fun because they yeah. have, you know, they really leave, they're like, they're so open-ended. It totally. I mean, the fact that like right, German immigrants were seeing something that like they gave a name to, yeah. right? And and like the wilds of the Blue Ridge Mountains, like there's you know there's there's some um, pockets of very remote places mm-hmm. out there. So, and I think even though you know those particular reporters admitted to the hoax, like that. They had to have gotten that source material, totally. you know. I think it's just kind of like it's it's interesting to look at what the what the source material for yeah. even the idea, because like it's just so crazy. Yeah, totally. So um, the the Sally Gaster is, you know, it just has so much rich like lore. So one interesting thing that. Um, I found was that it has a known enemy. <laughs> okay. Called the Dewayu. Uh, can you spell that D-E-W-A-Y-O. for me? D E W A Y O. It's said to be a hairy mammal with a bushy tail. Oh, I love that. That looks similar to a wolf, but. Has arms like a human and stands upright. So oh, humanoid. Kind of, yeah, some kind of like wolf man creature. Oh, that's fun. Um, wolf man. Wow. And it's reported that this Stanley Gaster and his arch nemesis have had vi- vicious battles oh my dating God. back to 1767 when Middletown, Maryland was being settled. That is cool. And so the DeWayo sightings have been reported mainly in West Middletown area. And he's like their, like, 
mascot. Not in my town, Snally Yes, <laughs> yes. Town mascot. Yes. So, um. That's fun. Yeah. It's like Godzilla and, like, Godzilla's enemy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what it is. Mothra. <gasps> is it Mothra? I think so. But didn't they end up, like, teaming up once? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's real bad. So, the Dewayo also has some sore sightings and lore. I said sore as I mix sightings and lore together. I, I totally understood what you were saying. Mom brain. Yeah. Um, so, in November of 1965, um, a oh. man living near Gambrill State Park heard a noise, and when he went out to his yard at night to take a look, there was something moving toward him that he described as big as a bear with long back black hair, a bushy tail, and growling like a wolf. Angrily. Yikes. Yikes. Um, Go back inside, bro. attacked the man, and he fought back, and then the creature ran into the woods, and he filed a report with the police. Um, the Dewayo has also uh, been seen in Adamstown and Jefferson. Huh. Um, and they're... Uh, even though the sightings have kind of been primarily in West Middletown, Maryland, yeah. sightings have also been in Wolfsville, Maryland. Oh, shit. A lot of coincidences. Scrabbletown. Um, and then, yes, they like to uh, get it um, get it into fights with Snallygasters. And they are said, the Dewayos are said to hatch out of the Snallygaster eggs from... Um, like duds that hatch much much later. What? So, so like, they're born with the smell of snallygaster all around them and spend their whole life hunting down these bees. What the? F- <laughs> to have like a weird battle, and all I think about are those like birds that like lay their eggs in other birds. Oh nests. right, that are like, huh, ju- I'll just be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Can you watch my baby for me? Yeah. Which is actually very smart. And right, and then the babies are hatched, and then the other the mo- the other mom is like, I guess I'll just feed all these babies. I tried that with my baby at a Target, and it didn't. Nobody go well. took. Nobody I just biting. put her in the dollar. <laughs> and they were like, I can see right through you. <laughs> I would show your yeah. baby. So um, that is the just. Wild and wily tale of the Snallygaster yes. and his arch nemesis. Like he's Yikes. Like a, a weird, like cryptid superhero. Yeah, right. Like, like that is a very interesting duo. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, that's fun, and um, I like that there's sort of a local vibe. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. So. Dang. Mm-hmm. Snallygaster, and I guess like. Because I spent some time in Pennsylvania, like, that does sound familiar to me, but that might not be where I heard it from. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't know. I The thing that gets me with, with stuff like this, because, like, you know, obviously, like, the ni- like the 1900s, like, took it and did something. Yeah. They, <laughs> they really did something. Yeah, they do stuff. Um, But... You know, thinking about like what these, the, the kind of lore and history that these Germanic immigrants brought over, yep, 
you know, to these areas that were just so wild and, yeah, you know, foreign. And of course there, you know, I mean, if I feel like if you were going to see cryptids, like those are the people who were going to see them. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Bringing, bringing the mythology and lore from Europe, yeah. right? And, like, Germany, like, area parts, you know, obviously there's, like, very urban parts of Germany. But, like, I've been to the Black Forest, yeah. and it is magic yeah. there, right? And, like, that's where, like, stories come from and, like, the beautiful folk and mythologies yeah. and... Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. So this is like a less cool American version of. So now I think it's pretty damn cool. So, um, uh, a, it's no Brothers Grimm. A, a wings, beaks, um, perhaps metal beak with teeth, tentacles on face, um, scales, train whistles. Just like whatever. I'm just gonna leave this egg here. You guys got this right. Yeah. Um. Uh. Sounds. Pretty Pretty and, the, and by, by the way, Snallygaster, great name. Yeah, A plus name. A plus. Yeah. Here for it. Yay. Yeah. Love. So. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Always, always fun to delve into the the unique and richness of each of these cryptids. Are just they're very different. They yeah, just, totally. They, they take you on a different winding journey. Yes. And some just you loop right back. But. Right. Yep. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. For this episode. And as always, you can uh, follow us on Twitter or Instagram, which is the underscore American underscore unicorns. Um, and yeah, we're just on social media. Love to hear. Please rate, review. Um, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. And in the meantime, keep it weird, people. Mm-hmm.